37 minutes after 11 o'clock. My pleasure to welcome back to the show Richard Abear, Abear's Garden Center. Uh, missed you last week, but I uh, appreciate your uh, obliging my schedule. No problem, Jeb. However, we're not going to let you leave the state again because when you left, it froze over I, here. I, I, you know, it was uh, 80 degrees when I left, and I came back, and it was like 55, and I'm like, what did you people do? It was unbelievable. It really was. And so we're going to talk a lot about that and, and the consequences of, of what occurred. And basically, it was Sunday late night or Monday mornings when the temperatures really dropped and they got right at the freezing mark. Some people froze. Some people, at minimum, Jeff, was a heavy frost slash ice. And, um, you know, you, you know that's kind of, you know, when I, it's kind of a broken record. I talk about the grass, the grass, the grass, and how it's too early. It's too early to fertilize it. And this was a classic reason why. I mean, you look at January. January was extremely warm, Jeff. February was extremely warm, and and two weeks of March was extremely warm, and, and I mean very warm. I mean it was it was in the mid eighties for uh, in February, and so everything was growing, and you just you just think that this is it, and uh, and and it could have worked out that way, but you know the, the people who fertilize that lawn they're going to take a big hit because it had a tender vegetation. First off, it's just dollars thrown away, so everything that came away and 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 picked it up, so that's that's one issue, but it also will set that grass back dramatically uh because all that new growth had come out and tender new growth and depending on what occurs over the next few weeks if it gets really warm fast and stays warm we may not have a brown patch issue but if it does what it normally does this time of year which uh may or may not occur uh uh you could be a lot more susceptible to brown patch so this is the reasons why we say hey delay 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 you know in business jeff you want to sell 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 and uh, but but reality is, is, you know, we want these plants to or, or, or the lawns to do well. You know, I, my feelings is that, yeah, OK, you make a sale. But if they if, they, if that lawn doesn't perform well, either they'll give up and quit doing it. Um, and so you really this is the classic reason why you don't want to fertilize and use those weed and feeds too early. Gotcha. Any other plant issues apart from lawns? Well, uh, because yeah. Of that? Because uh, of that. The, 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 biggest, the biggest factor, you know, many of our bedding plants, Jeff, uh, things like petunias and geraniums, some of the basic stuff did fine. N- no major problems there. Some people actually, uh, you know, in vinca, we will bring in and we tell them, say, look, if you plant in a little pot where you're planting three or five vinca, no problem, roll a dice. If you plant in a big bed, uh, don't do it. And uh, I think most of people listened and said they would wait. And, uh, and that's good because things like, like in terms of the uh, flowering plants, the bedding plants really took a hit uh, when it comes to these heat, heat varieties such as vinca or, or periwinkle. They, they took a major hit, and so, uh, uh, which means they died. And, um, but, but a lot of the bedding plants that we were selling late February and early March did fine. You know, uh, most of the stuff did fine. You know, the petunias and, and things like that should have done with no major problems. So we didn't have much of a problem there. However, Jeff, uh, when it came to the vegetables, uh, that's where people had most of the issues. And uh, we had a lot of people lost uh, a lot of stuff. And, and, you know, the classic, you know, we talk about it, Jeff, all the time is, you know, covering stuff. And you got to be prepared to uncover. And, and and I think what happened for a lot of people is that we were that, that cold weather came in on a Sunday night, Monday morning, okay? So Saturday, they covered. 
let's say noon mm. or, or one o'clock, and all of a sudden that Saturday afternoon, I believe, or maybe Sunday afternoon, the sun came out, and and a lot of the damage was from from the heat. Inflicted. The self-inflicted heat, but you had to cover because because without that, uh, you know, the frost made a made a major impact, and again, in some areas. The freeze major major impact, and we always talk to Jeff about how little differences in plants make big differences. And you know, someone came in and they had some some beans uh, on a, in a row, and they had some uh, other beans on a row uh, thirty feet away. And she said, "He said I don't understand it." He said, "This one row is dead down to the ground, and this other row ain't nothing touched it." And so I said, uh, "How much sun does the row?" that didn't get damaged yet. And he said, well, it didn't start getting sun till 10, 30, 11 o'clock. I said, there's your difference. I said, the frost, and again, frost is basically the ice crystals get on the leaves. Right. That sun comes out and hits it and just, just. It, Acts as a prism. It's a prism and it just, it burns them up. And so the frost had enough time to defrost and uh, turn to water, and therefore that prism didn't exist. And so we saw a lot of that. We saw a lot of heat damage. And uh, I just brought this in to show Jeff right here is damage that we occurred now that occurred at, at the uh, at our store. So what we had to do, Jeff, is basically I would say 50 percent of the nursery was moved into our warehouses and any really cold sensitive stuff was brought into uh, where we had the heaters. And it's it's it's, uh, it's just it's a lot of work, but we always have a plan and the plan we have we have uh pallets that we stack on top of one another with space in between them and we load them up and we forked up this stuff and we use about seven or eight of these pallets and so it, it we're able to get it in a lot of labor to do it but we're able to get it in and it was it was saved certain things i said mm, it would be fine because i knew it was cohorty and this is one and this is salvia and it's going to be fine but it's gonna be hard to sell that right yeah, because yeah. it doesn't look good but what we're going to do is what jeff is looking at is the new growth was burnt back and that was either because of the wind or the frost. And so what we'll do with this is we'll cut, uh, you know, two or three inches off the top. And you'll have, a, you know, a lot of green leaves. And give it about three weeks of warm weather, it will flush out and do fine. And the reason I'm saying that, Jeff, is that a lot of people had established material in the ground, like lantana, um, uh, even, even roses, and just established bedding plants that had leafed out because of the warm weather. And it's burnt back, and they're saying, do you think it'll come back? When it comes to uh, these perennial flowers like lantana, verbena, uh, uh, plumbago, all that stuff, it will come back. Go ahead and snip it, clean it up, and fertilize it, and it'll come back. If it gets cold again, God, I hope it doesn't freeze, but it could happen. Odds are against us, but we've had freezes in April. It it does occur. Uh, It'll burn back again. So... But the odds are getting in our favor. When it comes to the vegetables, Jeff, people are saying, what do you think is going to make it or not? Uh, the, the general rule is you've got to remember these, these plants are young, tender plant material. They are really susceptible to, to cold wind and obviously to any frost or freezes. And, uh, uh, you know, if you look at the plant and it's telling you it's seen its better days and maybe it'll have many in the future, it's probably gone. Uh, there are a couple exceptions to that, and, and the one big exception is going to be seed potatoes, the Irish potatoes that people planted in February. Uh, if you did not cover them, odds are they did burn back to the ground and they look dead. They will come back. Now, it's going to hurt the harvest in terms of uh, when you harvest, in terms of how 
productive the harvest is going to be, but you're still going to make. So yeah. don't dig up your potatoes. Leave them alone. They're going to come back. Now, uh, kind of in the same family, the snap beans, which I say is worth a, a risk of planting early, if those got burnt back, they're done. You know, they were just too young. There's nothing there. And so whereas the potatoes have the roots in the ground, the potatoes themselves in the ground, they're going to they're gonna come back, and they live off of that. And whereas the snap beans, you're going to have to replant. The other big one that, that was kind of close was uh, the corn. And corn, you got to get an early start. It's kind of the roll of a dice. You get an early start. But uh, some of the corn, I think, is coming back. Some of it uh, is close call. And so what you got to do in that situation is just wait. Just give it, give it about uh, 7 to 14 days, and you're going to know real quick uh, if it's going to sucker out and, and begin that, to That's grow. planting from seed, the corn, right? Yeah. yeah. Re- really everything, uh, I mean, the, uh, the, the potato was a, a tuber that you cut up, but bottom line is it's all started, sure. you know, from seed. And then, uh, and then uh, you know, cucumbers, and everybody has a different story, Jeff, that's coming in. Some people say that cucumbers made it and the tomatoes didn't. Some people say the tomatoes made it and the cucumbers didn't. You know, as a rule of thumb, I've always said the cucumbers and the squash are the most cold senses, and they really are. Uh, if, if it would have rained that night with the combination of the cold, that would have been really bad on the cucumbers so it kind of depends you know small differences make bit it kind of depends on location wind resistance if you had a uh, uh a, you know a big wooden fence that was kind of protect you from the north that helped you and so it, it was just one of those deals that you know uh you know you, you know it could happen the odds were against it but boy it sure did jeff and it uh it took a hit on uh, m- for the most part most of the vegetable people and so we say if you can't cover it, you can't protect it, don't plant it early. And, uh, but you, you do have to kind of roll the dice today because, you, you know, if you're raising 10 plants and you wait till middle of April to plant it, yeah, you won't, the freeze won't get you, but the bugs and the heat might yeah. get you. So, yeah. so it's kind of, you know, plant five of them and plant the other five middle of April, and generally that works out. This year it didn't. It was just uh, a rough year. Things that are going to have uh, trouble coming up if you planted it. People planted okra, which I think is way too early. But if okra is standing that cold That's ground. That's when that does well in the heat, right? It does well in the heat. Yeah. So there's really no reason. But I can, I can see where maybe those okra seeds that were planted early will not come up. And the reason they just set in the ground too long, cold weather shut it down. It's not that the cold weather killed it. It just shut down the germination. So with a combination of cold weather and moisture, the seed just kind of rots in the ground uh, because it stays there too long. And uh, same thing with cucumbers and squash. If you planted your cucumbers seven, ten days ago, seeds, and they haven't germinated, uh, you want to wait a few more days. But, you know, you know, relatively speaking, you know, seeds are relatively inexpensive. I'd go ahead and replant and, uh, and, and let it rip, and, and hopefully that'll, that'll solve the problem. What can you do in preparation for the next freeze or frost that may occur? You know, have a plan, you know. People who had a plan and didn't leave it covered too early actually did fine. And so, uh, you know, contain, containers do well. you got to be careful uh, when you cover with visqueen. Visqueen, many people came in and said, man, the visqueen did great, except that it whipped, the wind whipped it, and, and the cold didn't kill it, but the visqueen killed it mm. by flapping mm. it. So, <laughs> so you, you got to kind of have a plan. But it's the, always something. It, it's always something. But if you have a... A, a, a container or something that will cover that plant and then cover it with visqueen, you'd have did fine as long as you you put the visqueen on late and you took it off early. And the people who did that uh, uh, did remarkably well. 
and uh, because you know, the the only issue there is that if it did freeze, and some people says it it free froze, and some people said it did not. You know, in in here, you know, they were saying it got New Iberia itself got to around thirty three. Okay. I, I didn't see the airport report anything below 33. Right. And so that's it. And then and just kissed it, too, for a, an hour. Maybe. And it's, but that's all it would have yeah. taken. It's yeah. all it would have taken. And uh, but just remember, you know, if you are in kind of out of the wind or even near a building, Jeff, that's heat and cool, that will give you two or three more yeah. degrees. So there's a lot, you know, a lot of things that were uh, a major factor that, you know, that occurred. But, you know. As we tell, as we tell them, that's farming. You know, farming is always a little risky, and in this case, we got zapped because man, January was just, you know, it was two years ago, Jeff. I believe the we had got a freeze in November, and the next freeze didn't come till the middle of February. Yeah, and it was a hard it, one. It was a hard one. It was a tough it was one. Right around Mardi Gras, yeah. That's right, and and uh, but we get these. I, I guess my point is, is that. Or just a little preparation, and you can get a really early job. If you plant a tomato plant in January and beat this this past freeze, you're going to have a heck of a nice crop, and it's going to be an early crop, and it's going to be a bountiful early crop because the heat will not have gotten there, and the bugs will not be in abundance. And so uh, you just got to be prepared, and, and if you do that. And also pick and choose uh, the the plants that will tolerate it. Things like cucumbers and squash really don't tolerate the cold. Okra really don't tolerate the cold. But the good news is that they grow much faster than a tomato, a bell pepper, and an eggplant. So you can plant it late and be very successful. So, you know, it's those, there's those three big plants, the peppers, the eggplant, and the tomatoes that are hard to get a late start with. And, you know, that's, to me, if you're going to focus on getting an early start, that's where you want to focus on getting an early start. But just be prepared to do what you got to do uh, when you got to do it. Gotcha, gotcha. You brought uh, another plant with you. Yeah, I did. I brought th- this. Is a uh, uh, a lot of people come in, and this is a multiplying onion, which we talked about that in the past. And this is evergreen bunching multiplying onion. It's really the kind you buy in the grocery store, and people see it. They come in these little bun- bundles, and uh, you can chop them up and use them for onion tops. The advantage to these right here, as opposed to what most people plant in the fall, which is these little little bulbs and we call them shallots is that these will stay green all summer long and they're much coarser this is a much wider wider uh, onion top than the other ones so they're, they're not as not as uh, uh as fine as the traditional multiplying onion or as we call shallot however you got them and uh they stay green extremely hard they're called evergreen uh bunching onions what are we eating on that the top What's above yeah, the ground? Yes, it's uh, it's for onion tops only. Okay, and so but they'll keep dividing. Uh, you know, in this little pot, this little four inch pot, there's three bulbs in there, and what they do is they keep dividing. So what you can do is at the end of the summer, if you wanted to, you can actually cut them, harvest them, and then replant them, and you can you can have these. These are going to be green year round, and uh, but some people like the other ones only because they're finer. But if you cut these right, you know, cut these lengthwise and then chop them. Uh, they they will do fine and uh, maybe a little bit stronger than a traditional uh, bulb uh, multiplying onion. Uh, but again, it, it's it's the only one that's going to work in the summertime. All the ones that were planted in the fall from bulbs are going to start dying into May and June when it gets hot, and so they lay dormant for about three months and then you replant them in the fall. Whereas these are going to stay green year round and uh, and perform extremely well and um, and just do well. 
All right. Okay, so we talked a little bit about uh, the grass. Uh, the bottom line with the grass has nothing to do. You, you don't want to go in there and uh, refertilize and try to push it hard. The biggest issue you got is you want to watch for that brown patch. And a lot of people are coming in and saying, man, I got these brown patches. And we ask them, when did they start occurring? And if they did start occurring, and it could have uh, over the last four to six weeks, then you need to deal with it. Uh, and uh, even though they, the, the, let's say this last frost or, or freeze may have shut down the, the bacteria, these temperatures right here are going to heighten them up again and get them going. And then it's not so much that the heat's the problem. It's the heat's going to get the grass growing again. And then if we get cool nights, we're much more vulnerable to that brown patch. So hang in there with the fertilization. I'm telling people at this point is, Wait till uh, next weekend, see what the long-range forecast is, 10 to 14 days out. It's relatively mild. We're good to go. And that's going to put us in April. So the odds are really with us. Because uh, remember, when you fertilize, it's going to take about 5, 7, 10 days before it activates and, and the grass picks it up. So that will put you well into April. So I think we're going to be in pretty good shape, uh, if not this weekend, but the following. All right. Looking forward to it. Anything else? Jeff, that's it. Uh, um, I'm glad you had a good time uh, playing baseball. Well, I wasn't playing. I was watching um, for the most part. But um, no no foul balls came my way, so nothing to catch. Yeah. Well, my foul ball story is went all the way to Houston and uh, to watch one of my oldest son play baseball. So, I man, we, we pulled into the place. It was a perfect parking spot. There was no one parked. It was mm. beautiful. You know the rest of the story, right? He pitched, foul ball, hit out. There. So I'm on late, uh, uh, Memorial Day weekend trying to find a place open. I'm driving all around the city of Houston trying <laughs> for a front windshield. Mm-hmm. So don't watch those parking spots yes, around baseball fields. You know, over at uh, Wrigley Field, they've got these iconic uh, signs, yeah, Art Deco 1930s. Uh, uh, beware of foul balls. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, you know, when they put up all that netting, it really frosted me because pay attention and you will not be hit by a foul ball. Pay right. attention. Makes sense. Huh? Man. Anyway, Richard, appreciate you joining us uh, as always. A little uh, look forward to the next time. Thank you, Jeff.